Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Banacaram, here to announce a new season of our show, In Retrospect which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Here's what we got on tap for this hour. Hopefully, I'll get a little. I'll get back to a little bit more of that foreign spending thing. I am going to address that shooting at that church here in Houston. I'll talk about that shortly. We'll talk about a big win. I mentioned earlier. I was proud of you. We got a nice win. That. A lot of people don't realize it's such a nice win. we got all kinds of things we have to get to, but you know what time it is. Every single Monday at this time, we do the exact same thing. We celebrate a Medal of Honor. The recipient, his deeds deserve to be remembered. We read these citations to honor these heroes in our country and to hold up something better in front of our kids. To let them know there is something you can aspire to. Something great. Not the latest YouTube star. Someone amazing who did something great. Carl Sitter, United States Marine Corps. gone, sir. Uh, for one, before I go into this citation, you should, you should know this guy was already a hero prior to Korea. What a lot of people don't realize about Korea is 
Many of the warriors who were fighting and dying in Korea were heroes from World War II. Carl Sitter had won a silver star already by the time Korea came around. He was fighting the Japanese in the Pacific and Guam, and he was just, just a stud. Just an absolute stud. So here he is. Ready? Aim. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty as commanding officer of Company G in action against enemy aggressor forces, ordered to break through an enemy-infested territory to reinforce his battalion the morning of the 29th of November, Captain Sitter continuously exposed himself to enemy fire as he led his company forward and despite 25% casualties suffered in the furious action, succeeded in driving through to his objective. Assuming the responsibility of attempting to seize and occupy a strategic area occupied by a hostile force of regiment strength deeply entrenched on a snow-covered hill commanding the entire valley the southeast of the town, as well as the line of march friendly troops withdrawing to the south, he reorganized his depleted units the following morning and boldly led them up the steep, frozen hillside under blistering fire. We'll talk about this more in a moment. Encouraging and redeploying his troops as casualties occurred and directing forward platoons as they continued the drive to the top of the ridge. During the night, when vastly outnumbering enemy launched a sudden, vicious counterattack, setting the hill ablaze with mortar, machine gun, and automatic weapons fire, and taking a heavy toll in troops, Captain Sitter visited each foxhole and gun position, coolly deploying and integrating reinforcing units consisting of service personnel unfamiliar with infantry tactics into a coordinated combat team and instilling in every man the will and determination to hold his position at all costs. With the enemy penetrating his lines in repeated counterattacks, which often required hand-to-hand -hand combat, and on one occasion infiltrating to the command post with hand grenades, he fought gallantly with his men in repulsing and killing the fanatic attackers in each encounter. Gallantly, by the way, in each encounter, painfully wounded in the face arms and chest by bursting grenades he staunchly refused to be evacuated and continued to fight on until a successful defense of the area was assured with the loss to the enemy of more than 50 percent dead wounded or captured his valiant leadership superb tactics and great personal valor throughout 36 hours of bitter combat reflect the highest credit upon captain sitter and the u.s naval service now, let me explain something to you. Uh, I'm going to not try to get too deep in the weeds here. I just want to explain a couple things that, that kind of bring this home. All right, you know about Korea. You know about the Battle of Chosen Reservoir. You have at least heard of these things. But here's something you need to understand. There was essentially one route up and one route back. And when you get to the bottom of Chosen Reservoir, remember our guys were going from the south to the north, so they're going up. When you get to bottom, there's the reservoir, and the city 
at the at the road where you get to that's at the bottom of the reservoir. Okay, so you have this big reservoir. At the southern tip of it is this place called Hagaru. It's not really a city at all. It, it was a couple shacks, so don't don't picture a city. All right, but it's called Hagaru. That's where this took place. Well, Hagaru was the place where you would divide off. You would either go east or you would go west, depending on where we would send our units. And when we started to scramble to try to get back down south and escape these eight Chinese divisions, you had to pass through Hagaru to get there. Now, let's talk about the hill really quickly. One, we got overwhelmed so quickly that some units were cut off from other units, which that's the most terrifying thing you can have happen to you. That's why at the very beginning of this, they talk about how he had to fight his way back into the battalion. And it said, I just want to stress a couple things. It said he took 25% casualties trying to fight his way back into the battalion. All right, so he's got a company that's smaller than a battalion for you civilian types. He's away from his battalion. There are a bunch of enemies in between him and his battalion. He has to fight through them to get back. All right, you with me so far? In this fighting, he takes 25% casualties. This is something that most people would gloss over if you weren't familiar with it. Do you have any idea how insanely difficult it is to continue fighting on at all with a quarter of your men dead or injured? It was the worst thing in the world when we were training in the Marines. They would do this to us all the time in training, and we hated them for it. Obviously, they were smart. It was good training. We just hated it so much we would be out doing something, working on closing with the enemy, patrolling something. And whoever was in charge of it, the instructor would come through, and he just pointed some people, all right, you, 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 and you, and you, you're all wounded, lay down on the ground. And you could hear, I mean, we wouldn't do it out loud, but you could just see on everyone's faces, oh, no. Because now, on top of moving to the object- objective, I not only have to administer medical care, I have to haul him along. And contrary to what you see in the movies, I don't have unlimited energy and strength. I can't just grab the back of his flak and start dragging him for 10 miles. It doesn't work that way. When someone goes down, you almost always need a litter crew. That's at least two, maybe four men who are now not fighting. They're carrying the wounded. 25% is a staggering number, but he makes it through. All right, that's amazing. Now, they talk about the hill. Remember, as as I've talked to you about before, the story of Chosen Reservoir, the Battle of Chosen, is a battle of hilltops. It's a reservoir surrounded by hilltops. Those are the strategic locations. You wanted to take a hilltop and hold a hilltop. The Chinese wanted to take a hilltop and hold a hilltop. There were were so many that were critical. We had to have them. Otherwise, if the enemy took them, he'd shoot artillery down on you. He'd wipe you out. You, You had to have and hold them to observe them, to deny them to him. Do you have any idea how difficult it is to walk in the snow? Just walk in the snow regularly. It's exhausting. I've I grew up in Montana. I've done it most of my life. It's exhausting. Now go walk up a hill in the snow. I've done that many times too. Shoot, we used to do it all the time when we were going sledding as kids. You've done that. Right? It's exhausting. Now, run up a hill while I shoot at you from the top. That is such a brutal thing to do. He fights through all this. He takes the top of the hill from the Chinese. 
And then it mentioned that he had a bunch of basically non-infantry personnel. What happened there? Well, he'd taken so many casualties and we were in such dire straits. In Korea, there weren't cooks, mechanics, whatever the case may be. Everybody had to grab a rifle and fight. Well, the problem is you can use that old saying, oh, you want every Marine is a a rifleman. But the truth is the non-infantry types don't get the same amount of training that we infantry guys did. It's not their fault. They don't, that's not their job. They don't do infantry eight hours a day. Imagine holding a hilltop, a frozen snowy hilltop in the middle of the night surrounded by chai comms trying to kill you and you're trying to keep teach a cook which direction to aim his weapon it's an amazing story man that, that you don't fully grasp until you dig into that a little bit more all right let's dig into this ukraine thing a little bit but before i do that we're going to talk about this church shooting really briefly the one that took place here in houston over the weekend now that was an awesome medal of honor story was it not Let's do remember that we have an obligation to our veterans, not just our catastrophically injured veterans. We have an obligation to them. They gave up a piece of their lives for us, a piece of their physical bodies. We owe them things. We owe the families they leave behind when they die. I love Tunnel to Towers because they do both. Catastrophically injured veterans can get a smart home from Tunnel to Towers. So they can have a higher quality of life the rest of their lives. Gold star families. You get that uh, knock at your door. Mom's never coming back from Afghanistan. Dad's never coming home again. Tunnel to Towers is coming alongside these families. Paying off mortgages for them. Does it bring dad back? No, nothing can. But it sure helps, man, when you're desperate and you're scared and you're sad. That's what your $11 a month does. You do that. You partner with Tunnel to Towers to do that. I don't do it. It's what you do. Thank you. 11 bucks a month. Sign up to give it. You'll never know it's gone. T, the number two, T.org. T2T.org. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday reminding you, you can email me whatever you want. Your love, your hate, your death threats. Email all those into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. How much clearer can I be? How do you, I go down the list. I'm not going to take your time. Are you? (laughs) All right, quit. All right. So there was a shooting this Sunday Uh, by the grace of God. Nobody killed, although from what I understand, the child who was wounded is still touch and go. So obviously keep that child in your prayers. But there was a shooting at Lakewood Church in Houston. I'm not sure if we're going to call it a... I'm not sure if it's appropriate to call it a church because it's Joel Osteen's church, but whatever. There was a, a place where, whatever, they allegedly sing worship songs here in Houston. And some nutball tranny walks in there and intends to do a lot of people harm. Thankfully, the church had security, a stop was put to it, and what, so on and so forth. We'll talk about the tranny violence and why this is ramping up now, but Michael, would you play this little clip courtesy of the Houston police? I just can't believe we now live in a world where this is a conversation we have to have after one of these shootings. I'll be honest with you, 
it took me a few minutes to try to figure out what this person was. Is this a dude trying to be a woman? Is it a woman trying to be a dude? Well, here was Houston, P- Houston PD. So she has utilized both male and female names, but through all of our investigation to this point, talking with individuals, interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports, she has been identified this entire time as female, she, her, and so uh, we are identifying her as Genesee Moreno, Hispanic female. What does that mean? You don't even know. I still don't even know what she is. What is it a dude or is it a woman? All I know is identifying her, but setting all that aside, let's set it aside for a minute. One, if you carry and you're comfortable with your weapon, meaning you've practiced, you need to carry in church for sure. For sure. Sending you out as sheep amidst the wolves. You now live in a country where the people around you are getting more and more hostile to you. Your nation itself is getting hostile to you. And let's have a serious talk here. The communist street scum, this is what they do. And this is why the elite communist scum speak the way they speak. This is why they talk the way they talk about you America's evil, America's horrible, everything has to be LGBTQ, endlessly, the church is evil, the church. This is why they talk this way. The elite communist scum speak this way because they understand the street communist scum will take it as marching orders. We've said it several times. Chuck Schumer gets up and gives a speech and talks about Supreme Court justices reaping the whirlwind. And then, not long after, some psycho piece of communist scum from California got, gets on a plane, armed and ready, and shows up at Brett Kavanaugh's house to assassinate him and may have been successful if his sister didn't turn him in. This is how it works. The elites over and over and over again, the elite communist scum, they get up and they talk about you and you're a threat to a democracy and you're hateful and you're evil and you're bad and you're this and you're that. And what you have to understand is the streets, the street communist scum, they take that as marching orders. They take it as having a purpose in life. Why do you think we still don't have the tranny memo, the tranny writings of that tranny killer in Nashville? Remember that tranny killer in Nashville goes and guns down some kids and teacher and they have the manifesto. This person wrote a bunch of stuff down about the why, and they kept it hidden. Why do they keep it hidden? You know why. We don't have to do that thing. Oh, I can't imagine why they're keeping it. We know why they kept it hidden, because there's all sorts of anti-Christian, anti-God stuff in that tranny memo, in that manifesto, and they're hiding it. But why did a tranny killer have all that stuff in her manifesto, his manifesto? I still don't even know what the stupid thing was. It doesn't matter what it was. Whoever, whatever that he, she had, Why? Because he watches the news. He watches when the president speaks and calls you a domestic terrorist, a threat to democracy. When the media people get on and endlessly drumbeat over and over and over again about your bigotry and evil. And you're basically Nazi and Hitler. You have a tranny sitting at home all mentally screwed up. How mentally screwed up do you have to be to try that anyway? 
writing things down, a tranny that's coming up with a purpose, a mission in life, and these people are out there now. One of them was stopped at a fake church over the weekend. The next one may get into a real church, or even if it's a fake church, may accomplish their goal of hurting people. I only brought this up to tell you, stay strapped. Practice with your weapon. Practice, practice, practice with your weapon. That shot you have to take, that, I hope that day never comes, but that shot you might have to take, it's not going to be at the range with the paper target. It might be with an evil person shooting a bunch of people, maybe shooting at you. You'll be scared. Your hands will be sweaty. Your adrenaline will be pumping. There will be innocent women, children around the person. Can you square off and squeeze it off and put him down? Practice, all right? Practice. That's all I wanted to say. And also, make sure you get some food. Emergency food. Uh, the, the word we're getting about the debt now is getting worse and worse and worse as they analyze our situation. It's bad. Look, it's really bad. And they're not going to stop. Money here, money there. None of them are even coming close to stopping. So get a hold of my Patriot Supply. They have something I've never seen before. They have one-year food kits, $700 off right now. A year worth of emergency food, $700 off. You have to go to preparewithjessikelly.com to get that, though. 2,000 calories a day. There's a reason so many people have used my Patriot Supply. Buy your emergency food and stash it. Please don't eat it. Please don't brag about it. Don't put it on social media. Just buy it, stash it, and pray to God it goes to waste. But you need one. $700 off. Prepare with jessikelly.com. Get your emergency food. We'll be back. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. 
Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hi, Retro fans. Are we going with that? I think we are. Okay, hi. It's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Vanacarum. Here to share that there's more in retrospect coming. Susie and I have put together a whole new collection of episodes about the pop culture moments we all love and love to pick apart. We'll dive into the nuance behind real life controversies like the dramatic dethroning of the first black Miss America. We'll also explore the real world impacts of the fictional characters we all grew up on. From four caftan loving golden girls to one wildly demanding boss, and even a cringeworthy group of teenage virgins and one hot mom. There are many more topics, moments, people, and things that shaped us and the way we think. We've got all that and a whole lot more on the new season of In Retrospect. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Let's get to some emails before I get into the rest of these stories. Rand Paul's super mad about this Senate bill. The system is shoving poor Joe Biden out the door. I'm, pr- You know what? Before I do this, I'm proud. And I, I should have done this at the beginning of the show. I'm proud of you about something. Mike Gallagher, he's a Republican congressman out of Wisconsin. He's one of the few that voted against impeaching Mayorkas. Just announced he's not running for re-election. I am very proud of you. And the reason I'm very proud of you is you know you did this, right? Us being angry, pouring that heat on these people instead of ignoring it, letting it go, not paying attention. These people now fear us. And we've talked about this before Because they don't have the courage to do the right thing in D.C., we have to make sure they have fear. Without courage, we need fear because we need them to do the right thing. That we are making these people so afraid, they're feeling so much heat, they're just retiring, that's wonderful. And I don't mean physically afraid. I mean afraid of losing his job, his reputation. Can you imagine what his emails, what the calls to his office were? Whatever they were, it was so much. Gallagher lasted like four days and came out and said, hey, you know what? The politics isn't for me. I think I'm out. You're right. It's not for you. You're not at all what we need. Jesse, it irritates me to no end. To hear these people tell me that they or a friend are going to vote Democrat because they can't stand Trump's behavior. First of all, we need to understand this is a fake Trump-hating news network. Trump's behavior is no worse than anyone else's behavior. Uh, Biden said he wanted to take Trump out and beat him up, so on and so forth. But Trump has to change his behavior? Question mark? Really? If you want stupidly go vote for if you want to stupidly go vote for Democrats, then do it. But don't vote for Trump's behavior as an excuse. Well, listen, propaganda 
is real. Propaganda is real because propaganda works. That's why propaganda is real. It's effective. The system has very effectively poisoned the Trump well in the minds of emotional people, many emotional people, and for a lot of people, that's too much. It, it's, it's simply too much for them. And look, it's a more feminine country than it ever was before. You hear me talk, how, how many times have you heard me talk about T-levels, right? I'm talking to you about chalk, but let's set that aside for a moment. The testosterone crisis is real in the country. The country has become more feminized than ever, than ever. The men are weaker. The women are taking over everything. The men aren't strong enough to stand up and do anything. It's quite pathetic actually to watch. Now, one of the results of that is the country is more emotional. It's a more emotional thing. When you get somebody who says, now there are people who say, I am not going to vote for Trump. Well, look, look at this person. Like there are legitimate reasons to not vote. Hey, Jesse, I'm voting for RFK because of COVID and solely because of COVID. Trump refuses to admit he was wrong in being an authoritarian, which means it can happen again. Screw him and screw the morons who voted for him. Thanks. You can say my name. His name is Patrick. Now, you can disagree with Patrick all you want. You can get mad at Patrick. That's a very tangible, very legitimate reason. No, I'm not voting for Trump because of lockdowns. But back to the other emailers talk. His behavior. What's wrong with his behavior? The country is so feminized and emotional now that when someone acts in a way that is uncouth or not normal, well, we act like a bunch of butthurt women. We do. I've told you these stories before during Trump's presidency, during his first four years. I think I just told you this on Friday. How often I would sit and argue with my neighbors, not viciously, we always got along, but it would always be couples, right? It's a bunch of married couples and we hang out throwing horseshoes and whatnot. And... So many of the women in these Republican households despised Trump. And they would announce, their, well, I'm going to vote for Biden. And I would politely say, oh, do you see gas prices? The economy? Are you looking at the full employment? What's And they wouldn't respond to me in any kind of a logical way when I would bring this up to them. Because you couldn't refute the points I was making. What they would do is they would clam up and pout. I, I can picture one of them to this. I can picture it like it was yesterday. She actually crossed her arms and just kind of got this sourpuss look on her face and just sat there. And I knew that it didn't matter what I said. It didn't matter what the facts were. It didn't matter. For her, it was too much. It was, it, 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 it was too much. And look, it's what I've... It's what I've said a lot about Trump and his use of social media back when he was on Twitter all the time. I guess now he's on Truth Social. I'm not on there, but he's still on there putting things out. I always enjoyed Trump's social media. It was funny and it was irreverent. And he'd comment on stuff that you really shouldn't comment on if you're running for office. Ah, the Super Bowl is a great guy. But I thought it made it unique and I thought it was funny. I liked it. But I'm not the majority of voters. The truth is, no matter how much I like it, social media has been horrible for Trump. Horrible. That's when he gets himself in trouble. He goes on Twitter and calls uh, Stormy Daniels horse face, which you can hate Stormy Daniels all you want. Those neighbor ladies who won't vote for Trump, you know, no matter how many facts I point out, they hear horse face once, she's gone forever. Gone. She's checked out. She's gone. She lost.
I look. I vote based on tangible things. I always have. I always will. I think you should too. But everyone's not like us, right? Everyone's not like us. There are, like the other guy was talking about, there are tangible reasons to be angry with Trump or vote a different way. That's fine. Again, I've never cared. I've, I've told you how I intend to vote. I've never judged you as long as you're voting for good reasons. But look, it's a feminized country, man. Need a whole lot more chalk flowing through these veins. We do. It's, it's a national security issue that you get your T levels up. And I don't want you to think that, oh, I'm 20, I'm fine. You don't understand. It's not you. It's the estrogens in the waters. You need to get on chalk, whether you're 80 or you're 20. A male vitality stack, gentlemen. 20% increase in your T levels in 90 days. You will feel like you are on jet fuel. Your mind will be working so well on top of everything else. And it's drug-free. Drug-free. And that's what we need. Go get one. Chuck.com, C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE. Go get one, all right? All right, let's do some more. Dear Shadow, lately it's become popular to see online posts about terrible uh, about people with terrible credit locking themselves into pricey long-term car deals during your time as an RV salesman. What was the worst you've ever seen a customer accept? His name is Jeff Mann. That's tough. Uh, I'll tell you, look, full disclosure, this is just you and me talking, and I understand what I'm about to say is going to be incredibly offensive to a lot of people, but it's still true. Uh, You can tell a lot about a human being by their credit score. Now, the thing is, people don't like to hear that because there are obviously exceptions to that. Divorce will blow up your credit, and sometimes that happens. Uh, bankruptcy will blow up your credit, and sometimes that happens. I mean, sometimes the government will do it to you. Government shuts down your business for COVID. Business goes belly up. Now you got crappy credit. So don't lump it. Look, as I always say, if it doesn't apply to you, don't apply it to you. But I could tell you pretty close to your credit score when you walked in the RV dealership after talking to you for 30 seconds to a minute. If I walk up to you and you say, hey, nice to meet you, you shake my hand firmly, and you say, hey, I'm Bob. I'm looking for a 20-foot travel trailer. I don't want to waste a lot of your time trying to stay in that $20,000 range. I, I Already, I immediately know that guy's got a 700-plus credit score. His manners, his view of himself, his view of himself versus me. He was already trying to be respectful of my time. That's a human being with a great credit score. If I walk in and you greet me in the, in, the, in the lobby and you say, I want the best price you got and I want to see one of these big ones. I can buy anything I want here on a lot. You've got a 500 credit score. I know you can. I know you can. And so to, I'm, I'm trying to answer your question in a roundabout way. I, I know you're going to find this shocking. I didn't do that well with those guys. I would chafe with those guys. In fact, I got famous. I would kick those guys off the lot sometimes. I'd make, go get in your car and leave. Go, I, don't want, I don't want your business here. Go buy from somewhere else. I'd kick them out. So I didn't deal with a lot of the bad credit ones. I did see a guy pay 17% once. 20 years, 17%, if I remember right, was the deal. Oh, my gosh. If I ever paid 17% on anything, my father would kill me. 17%. But... Yeah, bad credit. That's what you're going to pay. All right. Now, back to the foreign aid stuff real quick. Next. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. 
The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, Monday, a great Monday here, except Rand Paul is going scorched earth about this foreign aid bill. Golly, Rand. Open the champagne, pop the cork. The Senate Democrat leader and the Republican leader are on the way to Kiev. They've got $60 billion they're bringing. I don't know if it'll be cash in pallets, but they're taking your money to Kiev. Now, they didn't have much time, really no time and no money to do anything about our border. We're being invaded. A literal invasion's coming across our border. 800,000 people came illegally in the last month, and all they had time to do in the Senate was get the money, get the cash pallets, load the planes, get the champagne ready, and fly to Kiev. Ouch. Where is he wrong, though? Where is he wrong? Dag, gone. And I wonder, maybe I'm just wishful thinking. You know what a bright, sunny person I am. Maybe I'm just wishful thinking. I wonder if the American people are starting to chafe with the spending or starting, starting to get how little these people care about us. And I have a theory. The reason I brought this up wasn't because I wanted to go off on the, on the foreign aid spending again. I have a theory. It's something I brought up briefly on Friday, but the more and more I see this, the more I like my theory. And this is my theory. Mitch McConnell, he is obviously on the back end of his career. They're calling him Glitch McConnell, which I didn't come up with, but that's hilarious. But he's a very old man. He is losing his grip on power in D.C. He's at the end of of a very long, very powerful career. He has been a major power broker in D.C. for a very long time. Mitch McConnell has. Okay, so that's Mitch. Now Donald Trump. Donald Trump comes along. He's an outsider at first. He has a different view on foreign policy and things. And he and Mitch McConnell begin to butt heads almost immediately. They were chafing against each other almost immediately. It got to the point, it degenerated to the point that Trump is using uh, derogatory, if we will, nicknames for Mitch McConnell's wife, Elaine Chow's her name. Trump's calling her Coco and things. It's it, Look, I know that's hilarious, but still, it, it's bad, right? It's bad. And Mitch McConnell's on his way out, remember. He's on his way out. Trump's trying to get back in. Mitch McConnell's on his way out. So, Mitch McConnell... He directs James Naked Kendall Langford to negotiate an amnesty deal. An amnesty deal that he should have guessed wasn't going to pass. And it ended up being so unpopular that it failed to even get out of the Senate. But what did it give Democrats cover to do? Stay with me here. It gave Democrats cover for the next year to run to the camera as they've already done and said, hey, we tried to fix the border. The Republicans said, no, this border is crazy. These Republicans, man, they screwed it all up. Okay, so that would hurt Trump. That's going to hurt Trump in some way, whether it's small or large, in some way, right? You handed, someone handed, who handed the Democrats a weapon to use in an election year? Mitch McConnell did. We know this. Mitch, Mitch McConnell was the author of this whole thing. Democrats and Republicans have come out and said he's the author of this whole thing. 
But now we have more information today about the foreign aid package. They took out all the amnesty stuff. No, no, they're not even pretending to address the border now. And they just came up with $95 billion for foreign countries. None for you, none ever for you, but Ukraine and Israel and Taiwan, they'll get theirs. Senator J.D. Vance, I want to make sure he gets the credit for it. And I like J.D. He's one of the good ones. Senator J.D. Vance did some digging into it. And what this bill essentially does is it throws a poison pill into law, meaning if Donald Trump gets elected and tries to adjust things in Ukraine, he will be impeached again immediately. Now, of course, they're going to impeach him again immediately anyway for any of the 9,000 idiotic felonies they've charged him with and all these other things, the stuff they make up. So setting that aside. But hold on a second. Mitch McConnell, in just the last two weeks, has A, in an election year, given Democrats cover for the issue that was going to hurt them the most, immigration, and B, has now written into something that's almost undoubtedly going to become law, a handcuff, a poison pill that guarantees a Trump impeachment should he defeat Joe Biden, take over the White House, and try to make any adjustments in Ukraine. And in case you think this is some internet conspiracy theory, now many senators, Rand Paul included, have caught on to what J.D. Vance is saying and they're sounding the alarm. Mitch McConnell got with Democrats to write a foreign aid bill that guarantees Donald Trump's going to be impeached immediately. I don't think any of this was about amnesty from Mitch McConnell. Honestly, I don't even think the foreign aid bill was about sacred Ukraine. I think Mitch McConnell, I think he's giving Donald Trump one more knife in the ribs on the way out the door. I bet you, now this is totally a theory. This part, I'm at the theory. Remember, this is the theory portion. I bet you that has been his primary motivation for these last two things. A, try to deny Trump the presidency again. And B, if he does get it, try to handcuff him so he can't do anything with it. When you get to that level of power, these people, look, they're just like you. They're just like me. They take offense. They take things personally, and they hold grudges. Mitch McConnell is famously vindictive and famously hold grudges. You think I hold grudges for a long time, and I do. I admit that Mitch McConnell holds grudges. I bet you money that either the primary or at least one of the major motivations is for Mitch McConnell to screw Donald Trump over. That's just a theory, but it is what it is. All right. Let's talk about Michelle. I'm starting to get a little nervous there. Dome says she's ready, ready to serve. The White House is angry with their own AG. We'll talk about that. That system membership cards and so much more still to come on the Jesse Kelly show. But first, let's talk about Fred. Fred's my dog. Uh, he is not the, not the smartest dog ever. And that's being very, very kind to Fred. You should understand he's not the smartest dog ever. He might be the most adorable, though. And daggone, he is a good family dog. And we hope he's there being not the smartest dog ever for a very long time. That's why we give Fred rough greens. You know, one of the ways we've really seen a difference besides his digestive problems, which are gone now, 
is his coat. His coat is so much shinier now. It was really coats tend to get dull, right? Does your dog have bad breath? Lethargic? Bad joints? Our dogs never get nutrition because there's no nutrition in dog food. Pour rough greens on your dog's food. You don't have to take my word for it. You will see a difference in your dog. My dog doesn't even have digestive problems anymore. He used to have those after every meal. They're gone now. No more ear infections. They used to get those all the time. Gone now. Give your dog the gift of nutrition. Give yourself the gift of giving your dog nutrition. Roughgreens.com slash Jesse gets you a free Jumpstart trial bag or call them. 833-33-MY-DOG. We still have an hour left. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Bannekaram, here to announce a new season of our show, In Retrospect which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.